to me, that's a, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't care. It's a, it's a coward move. You can't disagree with somebody and not come and prove your point. Yes. We were, we're asking the real we, questions. We, we, we <laughs> were going to <laughs> Hey, we were going to have a push-up battle, but I said, no, I just no. did arms today. You know, Anthony walks in sometimes, but he looks, at me, he looks at me like as if he's better than me. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah. Nobody, be humble. Nobody likes a douchebag. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's discuss it then. Let's discuss it then. Welcome to another episode of Let's Discuss It Podcast with Ant and Jay. We're sitting here with my guy on the phone, Chrome. How you doing, my brother? Man, what it do, what it do. Man, you've been in the media a lot lately, man. We're going to get into that in a minute. But first, let, let's give people a little rundown on what, you know, what got you started, you know, as far as your career. Because I know you were in a group with your brother at one point, right? Right. Uh, Shank and Chrome. We was in a group called Shank and Chrome. You know, we was about like 15, 16 years old. Yeah, I remember seeing that mixtape cover. It was both of you on the cover, like, walking down the street or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it's called Daily Living. So, as far as, like, linking up with DJ Paul and uh, Juicy J, how did that, you know, because a lot of people, when they think of 3-6 Mafia, right, they think of every, they're like, oh, well, you know, they signed so many people. But it is really kind of hard to get on their radar, isn't it, to kind of be noticed by them? Because they probably get a million mixtapes a day, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That I can't say, you know, but I I basically got discovered. I was, uh, I had basically put out this little mixtape, I put out about like a five song mixtape, some, something that I just threw out. I had this one song on there called Bust Em Up. And uh, and basically it got played at one of the events that DJ Lil Era was, was DJing at. And that night, uh, Crunchy Black and Frazier Boy was in the building and they played the song inside the club and the crowd just went crazy. And Frazier Boy and Crunchy Black went back and told Paul, and ever since then, you know, things been missing. So when you dropped Straight to the Pros, how long did it take to make that album? Because that is such an iconic album that started your career, isn't it? Yeah. I ain't not allowed, man. I was in California. It took me, like, just like half of the album, album was, like, really already done. You know, we were just making extra songs, you know, just in case, you know, we felt like one didn't make the album. You know, we would use some, you know, probably use another one. You know, they could probably make the album. So roughly, probably like, i say probably like a good, well, with the album already being done, on top of me doing probably like 30, 40 more unreleased songs mm-hmm. that haven't been released yet, i say probably like a month. Dang. Yeah, I, like, I remember that album very, very good because I still listen to This Is My Life. That's my gym, one of my gym songs in my playlist. So when 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 you put out that song, I remember when my brother got it, he got that version and the chopped it screwed version, if I'm not mistaken, that came with it. But man, that was such a great album. And like I said, I still bump This Is My Life to this day. So I'm a big fan, big fan. I really do appreciate that, bro. Man, shout out to all my fans out there that listen to tune in. You know, I fuck with y'all 100%. You know, thank y'all for supporting my music. And I'm glad y'all tune in to listen to what's really going on in the motherfucking world today. <laughs> exactly. So as far as, all right, so I remember back in the day, and you can you can say next question if you don't want to speak on it, but you had a really big uh, Twitter beef with Little White at one point a couple of years back, right? Or maybe a couple of months back? Yeah, so that type of shit right there inspired. Like, after I left hypnotized mind, you know, due to things that, you know, wasn't, you know, suitable for me, I'm just going to leave it at that. And, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, you know, shit, you know, I've been around White, Frazier Boy, you know, all those guys, you know, for, you know, years, you know, since I was with Hypnotized Mind. So 
it was like, as soon as I left the group, them niggas act like that they ain't even know me. You feel what I'm saying? You mm. know, I try to hit the nigga up on Twitter. Yeah, like he ain't know me. Try to hit him up on Instagram. Like he ain't know me. I'm like, damn, nigga, I was just, you know, goddamn and shit off in Fresno, California, with you doing a fucking movie to the cleanup man. So now all of a sudden, you know, now you don't know me. So, you know, I don't know if, you know, Paul or Juicy them, you know, had them under mind control to the point, like, they don't want you coming same with an artist if an artist is not part of the label no more. But it's like, shit, nigga, you know, friendship's supposed to last forever, man. Fuck all that other shit. But, hey, you know, man, I guess money, you know, change people and, you know, change people's ways and, you know, how they look at things on life. So, you know, it is what it is. It's almost crazy because DJ Paul and Juicy J have always gotten flack from their their former artists by not paying them correctly. And that when they did albums with them, they never got compensated as far as like we know they did the production. We know they did the studio time and they probably did them, you know, put the money up for promotion. But people give them a lot of flack for not taking care of them money wise. And since little white is kind of outlasted the test of time, because he's actually still kind of I guess he's kind of linked up with them. I don't know if he's still signed underneath them, but I know he's you know, he's always saying mafia all day and he still kind of does a couple of, you know, things here and there. When they had the reunion tour for three, six mafia, um, a lot of people were asking where was Chrome? Right, you know, man, everybody asks where was Chrome or, you know, where Chrome at. Like, they got the hypnotized mind tour, you know, about to get ready and come. I don't know how they're going to pull that shit off, you know, when you missing, you know, shit me because I'm part of hypnotized mind. But, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, it is yeah. what it is. But, you know, hey, man, it's like, hey, you know, man, it is what it is, you know. Did, did Little White ever, I know he tried to reach out to you on Twitter to tell you to give him a call. Did that conversation ever happen? Uh, To be honest. That conversation never happened. Actually, one of my little partners, uh, you know, actually ran up on them at a show off in St. Louis when they had that uh, the Mafia Six tour. One of yeah. my little partners, you know, uh, you know, ran into him and you know had a couple words with him, and you know, he told him that he had no problem with me. So I was like, oh, okay, so you know, hey, but you know, me, I've never had no conversation since then. But then, you know, me and Frazier Boy, you know, basically come and say that actually, me and him just did a new song together. Yeah. Well, goddamn, Dude. ask your bitch. So, you know, shout out to Fraser, you know, that motherfucker go hard. Yeah, dude, Fraser gave you a shout out on Facebook. Um, people were saying we were talking about the key album and I uh, commented on his post, which, you know, Fraser's always been a low key and he's been humble and he talks to all his fans just like you do on social media. And uh, I said, you know, when are we going to get that Fraser and Chrome joint album? Can we do it for the culture? And he said that uh, Chrome was my guy. So he obviously has a lot of respect for you. I think uh, Project Pat still has a lot of respect for you too, don't he? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely, most definitely. Then, you know, man, I just look at it like, you know, man, blood is always thicker than mud any day. So, you know, man, you know, man, loyalty, you know, plays a major part inside this shit, you know, especially, mm -hmm. you know, man, when you're dealing with people who have money. So, you know, you know, man, I can only say, hey, dude, cool with me when... His people cool with me. Do that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you ever feel like the conversation with you and DJ Paul and maybe even Juicy? Because uh, I know Juicy J and DJ Paul just now got back together. Do you ever feel like you can ever have a conversation with DJ Paul? Yeah, I feel like, you know, we can have, you know, conversation as far as business now because, you know, man, I learned a lot. And, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, man, you know, they already know, you know, like a lot of business aspects you know inside the game so it's like hey you know of course i can have a conversation with them you know you know man what's done is done you know man no hard feelings you know hey you know 
you know, man, it's water in the bridge, you know? So, you know, you can't, you know, dwell on something that happened years ago, you know, man. If I dwell on the past, you know, man, I can't have my hands open for the blessing that God's trying to give me because my hand will be filled up holding the past. Can you, ima- can you imagine in 2020 to hear Chrome on a DJ Paul production right now? Like, you killed it back in, you know, back in 2005 with Straight to the Pros. Can you imagine the way the culture has changed and the way music has changed and how styles have changed? Like, can you imagine? Because people are starting to sound like what y'all used to sound like, you know? It didn't have to be, like, something like that, but it had to be more like, um, you know, more like, more like up to date, you know what I'm talking about? You know, meaning yeah. like, you know... Mix with that old school, mix with the new school. You feel what I'm saying? Then you know I can see that. But then you know me. You know I'm a, I'm a uh, artist that's you know growing. You feel what I'm saying? Because you know Three Six Mafia, they didn't teach me how to rap. You know like how they probably taught like a couple of artists on the label. You know how to rap or you know how to rhyme. You know I came to the label with my talent. So you know man, I was already growing when I came. You know to them. So now you know that's why a lot of people like well you know Chrome music sound different. Because, you know, man, I'm growing, you know, you know, I'm changing with what's around me, you know, to like, you know, sell. So it's like, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know, to, you know, make shit happen. You know, you know, as long as I know my roots and where I come from and, you know, hey, people still know that's me. Hey, man, I got to keep up with what's going on because, you know, if you don't, then, hey, you know, man, you would just be lost in the sauce or you just be out there just, you know, man, just a normal artist that's just doing it average everyday same shit that everybody's doing or you'll be stuck in the past and i ain't trying to be stuck in the past period because you know man my talent and you know you know i feel you know it's like way more way more bigger than what i've done in the past you know sometimes you know man you know i appreciate people that you know tell me that they like those albums and stuff like that and i really do appreciate that on the bottom mm-hmm. of my heart but you know i look at it like you know man there's like way more to me than that you feel what i'm saying you know they just gotta you know grow with me you know hey that's what i'm asking my fans grow with me because you know man hey i know y'all like that charter club up shit but hey look <laughs> hey look man hey look here man that shit ain't just selling right now man <laughs> yeah. so so do you feel like when people listen to the cult classic because when they used to hear like like little white to me doesn't sound like little white when I liked him like I like little white on doubt me now and finally famous his other albums I never liked okay that that's just my opinion because when he came out it's kind of like the way you did straight to the pros people love that raw intensity that raw lyricism they love to hear the griminess of what three six mafia was always known for and when you hear people listening to your own music do you ever feel like they're losing out on what you are presently bringing to the table because of the old music? No, uh-uh, because to be honest, man, a lot of people like, damn, you know, man, you know, they shocked because, you know, a lot of people like, damn, you know, they never thought I could branch, you know, or, you know, spread from that. Because if you notice, like a lot of artists who rap like that still rap like that, you know, man, they can't right. cross over or, you know, they can't branch out or, you know, they scared to try something different. One thing about me, you know, man, my style, how I come, and you know, and you know how I, uh, you know, create my music is like, you know, I'm not afraid to step outside of that box, but still be that gangster nigga, goddammit, that everybody love from that straight to the pro. Mm-hmm. So with like back when I bought the CD um, at Fye in Jackson, Tennessee, me and my brother were riding around in a '95 tan Crown Vic. And we would bump that album. Yeah, and Anthony used to always tell me like, man, you know, I love this. 
Ant, with with Chrome on the phone right now, what is the one thing you felt like you could have asked him about that album or any album or anything about him that you felt like if you could talk to him, you know, what would you ask him? Just uh, what just the what he went through because what that this is my life is is basically telling me that he went through adversity. He went through so much and that this is a story that he was telling people. I just want to know, Chrome, like your motivation, like what was your motivation just to be so real? Because when you hear songs nowadays, to me, they're not real. A lot of them right. are not real. You, you hear people get famous like 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 Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, and, and they're just repeating this chorus, you know. They don't have the 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 just the sense of realism that I used to hear back then. Just what was your motivation? Just that that's and determination to to put this out to let people know who you were as a person. Man, man, to be honest with you, man, it was the it was the hunger, it was the grind, it was the ambition. First of all, it was God. And mm. then it was all those things. Facts. And then another thing, it was, you know, me actually telling y'all my life, you know, man, you know, man, everything I wrote about on that album, you know, was shit that I did. You know, a lot of them songs, you know, man, I was beefing with friends and shit and I wrote about the shit, you know, you know. You know, in uh, 23 and 1, you know, was basically wrote to my little brother who had just got locked up right before me and him was finna get signed to 3-6 Mafia because he would have got signed to 3-6 Mafia too if he wouldn't have caught that murder case. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I feel that way. But, you know, you know, then, you know, he caught his case. And, you know, so, you know, that's why I wrote that song about him. You know, what he know about doing 23 and 1, meaning, you know, being locked up for 23 hours and then out for one. You feel mm. So, you know, man, I wrote that song for him. And so, you know, right to this day, you know, that's who that song's dedicated to. And so basically, like, man, that whole album was just basically shit I was going through or, you know, how I felt, you know, how I felt towards people that I felt like that, you know, didn't believe in me and I proved their ass wrong. You know, you know, man, it was just a lot of different feelings, you know, you know, you know, and I just told the story, you know, just piece by piece. And, you know, to be honest, I didn't even know that the album was, you know, even put up, you know, like a story. You know, I just went to, I just went to motherfucking just recorded the music. You feel what I'm saying? And then, you know, they put it on the album how they put it on the album. And, I, know, I believe, yeah, I believe that emotion is the the key to everything. When you have right. raw, when you have the real emotion, that's when the music sounds better, in my opinion, right. about a lot of things. You can you can talk fake, you can do all this, but. Yeah, it, like realism that's what sells and i believe man that's what you did and you keep doing it to this day for just being real and being yourself with the pressure of that album to 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 do those songs for straight to the pros with with juicy j and paul behind the board and, and was there were you nervous man was, was there a lot of pressure to- oh hell no hell no because man you know like i said before you know man i've been you know was doing this you feel what I'm saying? You know, man, I never looked at the, you know, man, I never looked at no rapper as if, you know, they was somebody, you know, special or, you know, better than me, you know, you know, basically yeah. I looked at it like, you know, you know, man, they're human beings just like me. You feel what I'm saying? You know, man, they sleep shit and wipe their ass just like me. You feel what I'm saying? Farting <laughs> shit and farting might snarl look powder too. So, hey, hey, look, so it's like, you know, hey, you know, man, it's like shit, you know, you know, me, you know, man, it was just like me just in the studio. With my bros and 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 uh, you know, got them. They was well known. Shit, that's how I felt. And I was like, okay, shit. Hey, look here. You know, then nothing changed. And you know, and 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 that's the reason why I think they gravitated to me so much because you know, I, mean, I was more of a artist to the label 
versus being somebody that was a fan of their music. Because you right. know, to be honest, you know, man, I listen. You know, you, you know, man, I listen to Three Six Mafia, but you know, I never was like a big fan of their music. You know, man, I liked a lot of shit that they did. You know, don't get me wrong, but you know, man, I wasn't a straight fan. You know, like how you know white, you know, would probably be because white was like a fan, fan, fan of their music. You know, way yeah. before you got signed to them. See, you know, me, I was just respecting their music. And then I got signed to them. So, you know, man, I guess that made the, you know, made the vibes and, and you know, and the, uh, and the uh, feelings, you know, like a little different. Well, the good thing about it is I'll say this. This is the last thing I'm going to say about it. Your album, Straight to the Pros, is also stamped to Memphis because that is one of, when people talk about classic albums by classic artists, whether it's Lord Infamous, T-Rock, uh chrome project pat fraser boy little white straight to the pros and project landlord those albums make stamps in memphis music so you should always be proud that your music is always going to stand as far as memphis mentality and on top of that you killed everybody on that song on your posse song on the posse song on straight to the pros you murdered everybody (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that man thank you for that man so that, man, no hard feelings for anybody else that's on that song with me. <laughs> no, listen. I mean, Fred, uh, dude, listen. The way you came in and the way the beat changed, I, you just you couldn't have. No one could have done you on your own album on the Posse song because you know they do Posse songs on every album, but no one outdid you on yours. Like Little White was right in front of you, and he did pretty good because he was still in that Doubt Me Now stage. You know, he was still doing pretty good. But you know, to me, you killed everybody on that song. So. Chrome, let's get let's get to the reason why we're talking today, man. Okay. I need you, I need you to let me know, and I need you to kind of explain to me in detail for people who, for people who are not seeing the full picture here. I need you to explain to me why and how this situation occurred between uh, you and AOKD. Okay, man. This shit is like a long, crazy fucking story, but hey, this is how it all started, man. We just got off this uh, four day tour. Bentley Records put it together, put you know, put together this little four-day tour. So, you know, this whole tour, you know, we doing shows, he cool, you know, as you can see, he posting on his page, we, you know, but you know, at the same time, you know, you know, I'm feeling like, you know, you know, do vibe sort of kind of off. But say, you know, he say you want to do a song, like, okay, you know, man, let's do a song. Cause you know, we had the studio on, you know, on the road with us. Well, you know, he's like, come on, man, you know, man, let's do a song. I'm like, okay, man, you know, let's do a song. Fuck it. So he like, well, man, you know, man, the engineer just ain't really good. So, man, let's just wait till we get back to ATF. So, cool. So, you know, after the tour, you know, man, uh, I have my people got them set me up a flight so we can go down there and got them and do this song. So, now, remind you, this song was supposed to be on my album because I'm featuring him on my album. You know, nigga, why would I want to, uh, you know, you know, catch a flight just to do a song with you to put on your album? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, you know, we get to the studio, you know, one of my partner, uh, one of my guys, uh, basically was like, hey, Chrome, man, I got this beat, you know, I had let AOKD hear the joint, like, you know, man, like a year ago, but he didn't like it, or, you know, man, he didn't fuck with it, that's okay, fuck it, got them shooting to me, so, you know, he, you know, you know, man, he shot the beat to me, so after he shot the beat to me, so, you know, we get in the studio, you know, now remind you, I got to get back on my flight because, you know, I just came, I just to drop the verse so I can turn back around and, you know, jump back on my flight because, you know, yeah. I don't know. Right. So um, he like, well, uh, you know, Myron, you got to get on your flight. Do you want me to do the hook? I said, yeah, man, go ahead and do the hook. You know, man, that's even better because, you know, I can go and jump back on my flight. So, you know, bam, you know, we do the hook. Bam. So he do the hook. I lay my verse on it. 
after he heard the song, he, you know, man, he realized how big the song could be. So, you know, one of his people from Bentley Records, you know, was like, hey, hey, man, are you putting that on your album? And I'm like, no, he ain't putting it on it, you know, you know, on his album. I'm putting it on my album. So, you know, you know, I contact the people like, hey, look here, man, make sure y'all don't get them put that song out on dude album because they're going on my album. So now remind you after that. Now the same guy who, you know, I mean, who's on tour with us, you know, like a fan of my music, you know, wanted to, you know, get a, a feature from me. So, you know, I shoot to the studio up there to go, you know, drop the feature, you know, goddamn with uh you know, my, you know, with my people. After I dropped yeah. the feature with my people, hey, yo, KD feel like I owe him $50. Nigga, oh, you know, fucking $50, nigga. First of all, nigga, who, what other real nigga asked another real nigga for $50? <laughs> money, nigga, you get money like that. Oh, you $50 because dude wanted to do a feature with me? No, nigga, don't work like that. So, you know, man, I guess he felt some type of way. So, you know, me, I'm like, okay, bro, you know, man, whatever. So, you know, me, I got him and shoot on back to ATL. Not to ATL, but, you know, man, back, you know, to the airport, you know, yeah. you know, man, I'm going on about my business. So, you know, you know, the nigga who I did the song with, who had AOKD feature on the joint, who paid yeah. me for because he paid both of us to get on a song with him. He like, hey, bro, you know, man, we about to shoot the video, you know, man, I'm gonna fly you in again. I'm like, okay, say no more, fly me in. So, you know, he flew me in, bam. So, AOKD feeling some type of way now. You feel what I'm saying? You know, now he feeling some type of way. So, look, we inside the studio. Never mind you, man. We've been in the studio. For like almost six hours. You hear wow. Me? We was up wow. there already before they even pulled up. So he inside the other studio basically got him building his balls up, you know, getting tough. And mm -hmm. so, you know, you know, the other nigga come over there like, hey, hey, bros, you know, man, I spoke to Ayo Katie, you know, we finna shoot the video. He say he cool. I said, okay, well, look here, man. I'm on some grown up shit. You know, man, look here. We ain't on no motherfucking little dog shit. We ain't, you know, you know, man, we ain't no little boy shit, none of that shit. You know, man, if we heard they got them to do business for our music, let's got them to do that. Dude go his way, I go my way, I don't got nothing to say him. So he like, okay, cool. So he come in the room like, hey, oh, bro, you know, man, we straight. And then reach his hand out like he trying to shake my hand. So yeah. I, and so I turn around, that's when the nigga got them it, swing, try to catch me off guard. But when he swung, he tried to push me over the table. <laughs> but he tripped his goddamn self. And I backed up on the couch. Then he had, you know, got them chunky little leaks on the couch. But goddamn it, man, man, I ate the bitch so hard in the eye, goddamn it. He just fell, fell over on the couch. He fell over on the couch. That's when I'm finna get on this motherfucker now. That's that's when you see the, the that's when you see his partner come and grab me off of him. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. so man, that's how this shit went down, you know, man. You know, basically, you know, man, it was just some old nigga, I'm trying to get some clout shit, but then you know. The shit just went all wrong for dude. I tell my like all wrong because look, bro, I ain't got a scratch on me, bro. This right. nigga stood up here with a black eye. The nigga tell me they took my chain and all that old shit. You know, I gave little dude that motherfucking pendant, man. I gave that man that pendant on the tour, man. Ah, oh, so they're trying. They're trying to like misdirect. They're trying to misdirect the whole situation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. The flaws like I mean, this nigga that took my chain, bitch. I'm sitting on live with my chain. And got him. Uh, why would you snatch a pendant when I got a bigger change around my neck? So what the fuck are you talking about? You heard me. And man. In my mouth. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, come on, man. It's it's almost like AOKD has been trying to make up for the fact that when Rico Reckless's people uh pulled up on him, he all you know every time you you like 
search him on YouTube, and all you see is him in fights. And there's a few of them where he's lost, and there's a few of them where they pull up. He actually walked away from that one where uh, Rico Reckless's people pulled up on him and left this guy by himself, and he got jumped while he walked away, you know. So I never understood, you know, why why try to build a name on trying to fight rappers. And you can obviously tell when he walked in, they there was no – yeah, he caught you off guard. There is no way that that man could have landed a punch, like, you know, like toe-to-toe type stuff because, I, I mean – that man and they were listen. They were they were already recording, Chrome. They were already recording. Yeah. To me, it sounded. It looked a little. It looked a little premeditated because they were already recording before he even walked in. They were already shooting at the angle because they were trying to get the camera angle of you and him walking in. So it was all planned. To, you guys, to, really to, fucked them up because goddamn it, one dude jumped in front of the camera, and, and uh, that's the part that they really wanted to get. But he jumped in front of the camera. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, man, if a nigga feel like I live in that's 100, and if a nigga feel like I live in that's what it is, and if a nigga feel like that's cool, then hey, look here, man. Nigga just as gay and just as fucking homo as that nigga is, man. Like, for real, for real. Like, for so- real. So what's the what's the deal on Bentley Records? I know you had made mention about them about exposing them. So what's going on with Bentley Records that you can share with me? So man, to be honest, man, with this tour, I just hated how they did the artists, man. They charge all these artists twelve hundred fifty dollars a piece, man, oh. just to come on a fucking four day mm. tour, man. So that's like almost fucking eight or nine artists. You know, I man, that's a lot of money. You know, I man, you charge yeah. them for that much, and then. Y'all don't even promote the shit for them folks. So, you know, man, when I see that shit, it's like, you know, man, it's fucked up. You know, man, for y'all to take these folks' money, have these folks come to these uh, hole-in-the-wall, rink-and-dink-ass clubs on these random days, and probably, <laughs> probably like on some open mic night shit, with nobody in that motherfucker, and then have these folks thinking they doing a, doing a real fucking tour, man. Had this one guy... And his mother and they auntie traveled the whole tour, man, from almost from fucking different fucking, I tell my four fucking four states, great, man. So, you know, man, I didn't like that shit. You feel what I'm saying? You know, man. And then, then you got AOKD up here selling motherfucking views and likes and shit. Like, it's yeah. Crazy. That, that's that's, what, that's what I want to hear. About right like, there. he can do verification and shit, fucking up Lucas' name and, and you know, man. Look, look here, uh, all artists, man. If y'all out here listening to this shit, man, don't let nobody charge y'all no motherfucker three or no four hundred dollars to goddamn and put y'all music. I'm talking about some fucking distribution because, man, you can go straight through fucking TuneCore. You can go straight through fucking any of those places and pay about thirty dollars and get your shit sent everywhere. So why would you pay somebody three fifty, that three hundred fifty dollars that can go do some? I, I mean. Just to do some shit that you can do your motherfucking self. Come on. Yeah. You got to be, it's almost like you got to be self-sufficient and you have to be really in, like you really have to take the term independent to the whole level. You got to be a handicapped motherfucker with no legs and no arms. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you pay your 350 if you don't got no legs and no arms. <laughs> <laughs> so so, do, you, so do, you, do you believe all his like, all his followers and stuff? Do you think that they're not like, they're like fake bots kind of thing? I got the phone with Reggie, baby. He got he funny as a motherfucker. I said, man, this nigga had motherfucking uh, 600 motherfucking followers, and I was in jail. I got out of jail two weeks later. He had 400 followers. <laughs> 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 and that
for so from the from the area that you came in and to the area that you're seeing now that you're kind of seeing with your own eyes when does the clout chasing need to stop like when is it to the point where you're letting these fake numbers get to your head to to act out like because listen on some real shit because, without it being listen this man if hey look here if we make a debate and then tell that boy to show his spotify numbers to match those youtube and to match those fake ass views on the instagram account we're gonna see if that shit add up because numbers don't lie. You feel what I'm saying? How the yeah, fuck, right. nigga, you got a fucking million YouTube views, but nigga, you go to Spotify, nigga, you got 182 motherfucking monthly listeners. Nigga, come on, be for real. <laughs> oh my God, dude. It's almost like they let these fake numbers get to their head to act out irrationally like they're doing now. Like he he literally sucker punched you for the for the for the views, for the clickbait, for the footage. But that yeah, shit, goddamn it, that motherfucker do shit. Man, real niggas ain't gonna respect no shit like that. Real niggas gonna know, hey, look here, man, that young nigga goddamn is a walking dead, man. That's what real niggas gonna, uh, <laughs> that's how real niggas gonna look at that situation. Like, hey, look here, man, that's a walking dead man right there, right now. Now he's a walking dead man. So, when it comes down to this conflict with you and AOKD, KD, how are you? How do you feel like this could be resolved without obviously taking it to a whole nother level? Obviously, he crossed the line by trying to, you know, with the conflict of sucker punching and doing it on camera. Because anybody it's who's an OG, resolved, and okay. I ain't talking no more. It's already resolved. <laughs> <laughs> it's already resolved. That <laughs> resolved. Got that way before it got started. Oh damn. <laughs> Uh, Chrome, what kind of what, what do you got coming in the future, man? Talk to me. Man, I got my new album, got them pink, red, and jar. I tell my that motherfucker, man, shit. I'm working on that motherfucker right now. I'm gonna get you know, man, like a couple features and shit on that motherfucker. You know, I'm gonna go down to the A and got them do some networking and you know, get this album going right now. You know, I got a couple albums off in Spotify. Y'all go uh, check that out. Chrome Corleone, y'all just type in Chrome Corleone, follow me on Instagram, same name, and you know, man. Man, I got some hot shit, man. You know, hey. page out, man. Hey, I'm dude. I'm proud of you. I, I'm see. I'm so happy to see you still. You know, a lot of people who do albums back then, and then they you look at them nowadays. Their music is so irrelevant. Your music has stayed relevant. Your music has stayed real. You have stayed consistent when it came to your lyrics, your bars, your production. I'm proud of you, man. I'm really happy. You know that things are going the way they need to. Don't let this little setback be a reminder of what people may or may not think of you just know that you know you you spoke your truth you said what you need to say that's your side of the story you know and these you know you gotta let your silence speak for itself because only the guilty ones will keep talking yeah right exactly right uh fraser boy and chrome's album definitely needs to happen i hope you two link up on it i hope you two really talk about it i think that'll be legendary i think that'd be great for the culture to see two two former members of a, of a great group you know come together and make such an amazing music because fraser boy has not dropped a whack album yet right you know? yeah. and make so, sure make sure it's in memphis that way we can all go yeah <laughs> hell yeah i'm trying to go see y'all in memphis there you go um <laughs> chrome Calion on instagram twitter facebook uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, anything you can listen to them on, uh, any uh, platform you know you can think of, just look them up. Uh, dude, thank you so much for this interview. Thank you for giving us your side of the story. I really appreciate you coming on. Man, say no more. And hey, look here, man. Where's all the real niggas, man? Y'all be aware of these snakes lurking, man. They lurking, man. But guess what? If we don't get them in the watch, we'll get their bitch ass in the wrench. And that's a motherfucking <laughs> word. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Ant, you got any last question you want to ask? Oh, me that's it, man. Hey, can't wait to see what you come out with, Chrome. And, man, I'll be listening.
I'll be listening. Yeah, 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 I'm a thief.